Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Big 12 is on the cusp of death because the SEC just means more. It is I, Rob Paul a.k.a. the creator of the denomination division within the new Big 12. And with me, as always, is AJ. The NHL draft is my draft, Marchese. Look, I mean, I gotta care when we got Michigan Wolverines going top two, back to back. The the Ducks are making the third pick. Could it be another Wolverine? I don't know. Wait, no, they take 25 minutes to make their pick. So we won't know. I'll I'll, I'll interrupt the middle of the show to update how many Wolverines we got top 10, Rob. People are asking, is Michigan a hockey school? Uh, it's a basketball school and then a hockey school. And then I think we're good at wrestling now. Uh, it's a wrestling school. And then uh, women's soccer. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things before football. Today we're continuing our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Pac-12. Hashtag after dark. Let's hit it. Going out. To Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. That's right, people. The NHL Draft is underway, and the best place to get live, audio-only sports talk on a platform breaking down every pick is Spotify Greenroom. Ain't that right, AJ? While we do this podcast, you're also going to be live on Spotify Greenroom. Yeah, I'll just be muting myself on this podcast and uh, breaking down all the picks. Is is uh, Are we going to get the Hughes brothers in, in New Jersey? Find out in, I don't know, 30 seconds whenever they're done announcing this pick with 35 people on stage. And if you're thinking you want to hear this from AJ, (laughs) guess what? Spotify Greenroom is free to download and to use. You can talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties like the NHL Draft Watch Party AJ is hosting, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news like every single NHL draft pick. Share your own experiences on the app. Like, are you upset only Michigan players are being drafted? Are you sad your hockey school's not in the Big Ten? That's where you talk about it. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. 
follow AJ to be notified when AJ Groom goes live after each pick. It's not just one Spotify Groom. It ends after each pick and then starts again with the next pick. So AJ will be going live and other people too if you download Spotify Green Room. Come with your spiciest takes. We did it. Spicy takes. We did it, Rob. We got Luke and Jack together in New Jersey. Uh, the Sunshine State. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Hey, has Ohio State ever had a recruit get picked top five in any sport? I don't think so. Go blue, baby. It's not even there the yet. WWE draft. <laughs> We're a wrestling school. You are. You are. Okay. Spicy takes. Spicy takes. I got lots. I don't like any of these quarterbacks. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I was <laughs> like, that was okay. A... Let's start. Okay. Let's <laughs> sorry. Let's sorry. It's the it's the Pac-12. We're a little more easy breezy on the West Coast. We should pretend like we're from whatever conferences we're talking about, shouldn't we? Absolutely. I, to me, the Pac-12, and I'm gonna I'm a hardcore Pac-12 fan from uh from Corvallis, of course. And to me, uh, the Pac-12 is a cradle of quarterbacks, and all of these QBs are uh, our first-round picks. Okay, so let's start with Caden Slovis. Yeah, is he your top-rated guy? Been... Yes, he's me my top-rated guy. Me too. He's been talked about as a potential first-round pick after his kind of out-of-nowhere freshman season. Yeah. Did yeah. you know Kurt Warner was his high school coach? <laughs> That's going to be a fun buzz line for years to come. Um but okay, so he he's yeah since after his freshman year, incredible freshman year, didn't play nearly as well as a sophomore. Um, obviously, there was the shoulder injury that kind of hindered him throughout the year. He said he 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 kind of mentioned losing a bit of confidence too. Um, my take is right now, based on his sophomore tape, he's nowhere near a first round quarterback. Uh, no, I agreed. I got like a fourth, fifth round grade on right now. Uh, so I'm even lower on him than you. I think he's a late day three guy, uh, kind of at best right now. Um, but the thing is, you go back to that freshman tape, and the freshman tape's better than the sophomore tape. So it's hard to like mm-hmm. have a firm take on him right now because you just, if he wasn't healthy last year, and that shoulder both mentally and physically impacted his game. Like we yeah. need to see him this year, um, in a non-COVID season, especially. It was. I thought it was especially hard to kind of even get your hands on 2020 tape for some of these guys I totally because agree, the Pac-12 yeah. season was so abbreviated. Like, rarely anyone played more than, like, four games. Yeah, I was going to say um, the same thing. I think this is the hardest uh, conference, at least Power 5-wise, maybe in the whole country, uh, to get a good gauge on for these prospects because they uh, none of these schools played more than four games, really. Yeah, like, I, I, I found the AAC um, – better than this uh, yeah. uh most of the g5 schools in general um but yeah so with slovis it's like it's it's hard to have a firm take on him because of what he went through last season but just breaking down what i saw was i i, I don't know i just didn't think there was a ton of arm strength there i thought his mechanics were pretty inconsistent um and he forces a lot of balls into traffic and now usc had a ton of playmakers in his two years there so, so sometimes it bails him out but um, I don't know. I just think he has a long way to go. And, and especially coming to that air raid when like there, there's a lot of kind of layup throws for him, short rhythm throws. The, there are times you see like a couple deep shots mixed in and he can flash some impressive deep ball placement. But I found that there was more of that on the freshman tape than the sophomore tape. I, I, I felt like his touch kind of diminished as a sophomore. 
I think the uh, the mental aspects of his game are the uh, the real hindrance right now. I, you see some some big time head scratching ints, and again, it might be attributed to the soldier, the shoulder injury with both you know mental and physically. But uh, to me, like it, it just feels like a lot of times he knows where he's going to throw the ball uh, before the snap, and he just does it. And I, I don't even mean to to which say he's Drake London, he's going to throw Drake. I mean like sometimes it's to the exact spot, and there's just a defender standing there. And it's a terrible interception, and like he, but also it's like it's it's almost like if he doesn't make up his mind pre-snap where he's throwing the ball, uh, he looks to scramble first, and he's good at creating uh, creating off the scramble. He moves really well. Uh, he remains a passer, but I think he's just he's really far behind. Like he's not even close to a first-round pick uh, mentally as a quarterback. Um, I think I'm a bit higher on the arm. I think the arm is good. It's not a lead in, in any capacity at all. It's fine. Um, he's a good athlete. Uh, I think I, I like I like the mechanics a little more than you do. Uh, I think they're pretty pretty okay. But yeah, it's just the decision making and the processing speed are just super lacking. And um, he's a good college quarterback, obviously, but I, I don't see how people are are getting excited as a first round potential quarterback. Especially in the context of the show, as we go through each conference, I think already having seen Carson Strong and Malik Willis, yeah, they're they're way better than him. Like Malik Willis is physically a freak of nature, and Carson Strong is a much, uh, I think, a much better processor, yeah, and uh, um, accurate quarterback. And like they're both better for different reasons, and it's pretty clear. In you, I don't know, I just. Came away pretty disappointed in Slovis's tape. Did you who who would be your second quarterback in this group? Uh, I went with Jaden Dan- Daniels from uh, Arizona State. I I have like a like a late seven on him. Um, really good athlete. Obviously, he's got some sporadic accuracy. He's got some issues feeling pressure, but the arm the arm is loose. I think it's good enough. I think he's got some nice touch throws. I, yeah, I think he's got. I think he's his best kind of. Obviously, he's a, he's a very good uh, mover, but yeah, his arm, his arm talent is pretty obvious. Yeah, no, like for sure. Like, I don't think it's this year, but he's a guy that you could see making a big leap. Like he might make the yeah, leap this year, I, but I don't think he's coming out this year. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he's a a year away. I thought there was just too many inconsistencies. Like I don't have a draftable on him. I just thought there was too many inconsistencies on yeah. the tape. But you can see all the physical. He's also rail thin, which yeah. is a concern. One eighty five. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought like. Between his feet and his mechanics, I, I, I thought his um, his throwing motion was kind of a little inconsistent and slow at times, and I thought his feet were kind of all over the place, and that impacted his accuracy. Yeah. But, yeah, like he doesn't put the ball in harm's way too, too often um, I th- than the arm and the, the um, ability as a runner. Um, my number two guy is Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Um kind of similarly maybe to your reasoning for Daniels is just like the physical aspects are there. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a guy who's gotten better each year. He only was a starting quarterback in high school for one year. He's a wide receiver. The other three, cause Tate Martell was uh, at Bishop Gorman with him. So I think um, I can, one day we'll be evaluating Tate. Um, I think DTR, like if he takes another leap and I suspect UCLA to kind of, yeah. Breakthrough might be a strong word, but I think this is kind of the year to find out if Chip Kelly's Agreed. really the guy. Because every they for every reason, they should be competitive this year in the Pac-12. Uh, and, and DTR, yeah, arm talent is pretty good. I think he's got really clean 
consistent feet and, and pretty a pretty clean uh, throwing motion given he's more new or newer to the position the accuracy is a little sporadic but I, I thought just he would be the guy that I could see maybe taking the leap this year he's my third guy I don't have a draftable grade on him but I do like DTR he's N- neither do I yeah uh like a really good athlete I think the arm is good um he he, he gets the ball floating on him a little bit um, when he's I th- honestly, I think he might be a better thrower on the move than he is in the pocket, but sometimes he's like weirdly more willing to throw off his back foot, and he's he's gotten better at that. He used to do that so much. You want look at twenty nineteen tape. There's a yeah. lot of back foot throws, and they're still there, but he's done a lot better. But it's almost funny that like you know a guy's barreling down on him, and he's just willing to kind of hop off his back foot and make a not great throw instead of just making a guy miss that he can easily do, and uh, getting that passing lane for himself. But yeah, I. I I do agree with that I don't think DTR is too far off of Jaden Daniels. Um, I think I can I can see him making a leap because the tools are there, and I totally agree that UCLA. This is obviously the most talented team they've had under Chip, and if it, if it's not this year, it's it's probably never for him. Um, my uh, fourth guy, I liked Anthony Brown. I like Anthony Brown more than I, I was going to say. Anthony Brown. He he's the wild card of the group because. Really, you're you're watching a lot majority of yeah. his Boston College tape, um, which obviously he's started there for two years, and, and you saw some good things there. He transfers to Oregon, and the the way that quarterback situation played out was super strange. But now he walks into his his last year, assumably, of yeah. college football at Oregon, the most talented team on paper in the Pac-12, um, with a, a handful of veteran weapons around him. Uh, a Joe Moorhead offense that that flashed at times last year. I think he he's got a chance to be kind of come out of this season as a, a maybe even a potential Senior Bowl quarterback. Just given, I don't think there's a ton of um, senior quarterbacks that yeah. look locked for the the Senior Bowl at this point. He he almost like like not just not not his playing style specifically, but a little bit like almost the whole situation reminds me of Tyler Huntley's where. He's in a good situation, and I think he's he's a good quarterback, and the talent is there, and I think he can be a backup in the NFL if if, if everything comes together. And yeah, I think that's a good point. I'm glad we're on this. Sorry, I'm glad we're on the same page with him. Yeah, because I, I, I like him. You see the pieces with like obviously he's a good athlete. He can run. Um, you see some really nice deep throws. Uh, he's got. I think he's got a lot of touch. Some really nice touch. Uh, the arm is just fine. Yeah. It's pretty whippy. It's pretty loose. Um, lots of good rhythm throws, some nice ball placement throws. I think all the pieces are there. It's just seeing him in a stable situation, and uh, I think he's got that this year in Oregon. Okay, let's just, let's jump over to running backs. Um, a lot of them, a lot, of, a lot of them that are kind of interesting was my main takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with three draftable grades, but a couple guys who I think have a chance to kind of take a bit of a leap this year and, and be in that draftable conversation. Um, who's your number one? Uh, Rashad White from Arizona okay. State. Okay, perfect. So I, I, I think I did a poll, and it was who was your top, who's your top Pac-12 running back prospect, and it was overwhelmingly I think C.J. Verdell. But yeah, I'm with you. I have Rashad White as my number one. I just think it's it's the combination of his pass catching ability, his silky smoothness in the open field. Yeah. Um, he just makes defenders miss, and it looks so simple for him. And this his first year at ASU out of G, uh, JC, and uh, I thought he was, he was kind of a, a, a surprisingly kind of 
patient inside runner when he needed to be who can make some splashy big runs because he's he's a, a smooth athlete. I think he flashes some really great vision in traffic on the inside. Like there's some plays where it just doesn't look like anything's there and he's got the burst and he's got the patience to kind of just hit home runs from that spot. I, that really impressed me. Um, and like he's 6'1", 202, but he's kind of like he's long and he's a bit lean, but he doesn't run high and you can see him run over some guy. Like he's not going to do it consistently, but he's not afraid to drop the shoulder. Like I said, he's just sudden and he's like the burst is nice. He's, he's, he's good catching the ball. And he's dangerous after the catch and he's just tough to bring down. Yeah. I think he's a, I, I, I think he's clearly the top guy. Um, my second guy is Max Borgie, but I, I like White a lot. White, I think, has clearly the highest ceiling, right? Yeah. Like, basically, like, what, four games for Arizona State coming out of a JC during COVID. And, I mean, we watched the games live last year, and we talked about him, and he was so exciting, especially in that opener against USC. And, like, down in their final two games, the I think Arizona he was kind of like the like lead. Killed Arizona. Just, just Exactly. And I just think giving him a full year with the team, yeah. no COVID this year. I know Arizona State's in a strange situation uh, in terms of um, violations, but like he he should be one of the best playmakers of the Pac-12. That was kind of I, I, I honestly I think he he has the tools to be the, the most electric playmaker in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, I think that's really fair. I think that that's completely fair. Um, my sec uh, my second guy is Verdell. Yours okay. is Borgie? Yeah, I went white, Borgie, Fridell, draftable gates on those three, and no other draftable okay. gates. Okay, so we're, we're on the same page there. Where, uh, I, I just have Verdell over Borgie. Um, but Verdell reminds me a lot of kind of like a Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Runs a lot tougher and bigger than he is. Yep. Contact balance and quickness are his kind of his key attributes. Fairly solid pass catcher of the backfield. Yep. Um, with Max Borgie, you're getting a dude who could be a, a premier satellite back. Yeah, I think I think Verdell is kind of like a well-rounded RB two. You're going to bring him in, and he's going to be around in, uh, for a long time. Um, a day three type of guy. And uh, Borgie, I got like I don't have, I don't have them too too far apart. I just have Borgie slightly ahead. But yeah, um, he's got really really good eyes and pass protection. Like he reads blitz, uh, blitzes and stunts so well. Um, and then obviously he's a great pass catcher and he's really good after the catch. He's got really good vision. Um, he's, he's agile. The burst is decent. Like you said, it just, all the tools are there to be a really, really good satellite back. I will say in passport, sometimes he just isn't strong enough, but it, it's not willingness and it's not his ability to just read it. Cause he feels like he's always in the right spot as a pass protector. So yeah, I, I think, I think you're going to get a legit satellite back on the Max Borgie. Yeah, like he reminds me of a James White. Like that's what you're you're yeah. looking at with a guy like him. Um, obviously, last year, I think he only ended up playing one game for Washington State. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him a full year. Obviously, new offense uh, with Rolo in town. Um, go get vaccinated, coach. Uh, but but like Borgie should see a. a I think more opportunities as as a runner in this offense, mm-hmm. and, and maybe not quite the same pass catching opportunity but we are like he has caught more passes than like in a season than most running backs have caught in, in yeah, their careers that's like uh, yeah no absolutely so it doesn't to, to, for for his draft stock wise he doesn't need to check that box <laughs> he already did i'm gonna i'm gonna rattle off a couple names here um some guys i think have a have a chance to up up themselves this year a couple transfers tj pledger coming from oklahoma over to utah 
I thought he had really great vision um, in, in quickness. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to see Britton Brown as the RB1 at UCLA. Uh, high cut, one cut, upright guy, but really good contact balance. Pretty sudden for a tall Jittery, lean yeah. back. Uh, Travis Dye. He just, I don't know, he just he just runs hard as hell. He's not mm-hmm. very big. He runs hard as hell. He's almost like CJ Verdell, but even s- smaller. Um, and then uh, Keontae Ingram. Coming from Texas to USC, big bigger back, uh, another one cut type dude. Contact yeah. balance is there all day. Um, I I think those guys are that's kind of my next tier. None of them draftable, but all of them interesting. Yeah, I actually have the same uh, group of players. Funny enough, but I go I go die Pledger Brown Ingram if it matters. But like they're all close. Um, Pledger yeah, okay. Pledger to me it was kind of fun watching watching him at Oklahoma because he feels a lot like a Utah back. I'm like this. This makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect match. Yeah, and like you said, he makes a surprising amount of guys miss in the backfield. Like, uh, I think it was the TCU game um, where he was, like, getting contacted in the backfield a lot, like way more than you expect from an Oklahoma office line in the Big 12. <laughs> and he was making a lot of guys miss. And it's he's got good bursts, and he's not afraid to run through guys. Uh, I think there's a lot of good pieces there, and – Obviously, they, they need a running back, sadly. That's one of the most fucking sad things with Ty Jordan last year. But um, I, I think yeah, I think he's got in a really good spot. Brown, just quickly, he's he's like at 6'1", 210. He's leggy and kind of jittery. That's kind of fun. It's interesting to see how much he gets. Like, it, when he gets a lot of touches, what he can do. Yeah, I just I – li- I really like the the, diet, uh, the combo of Die and Verdell. They're just a fun duo, and they're – like, they're both compact with, like, nice contact balance, and they just run hard. I, I really enjoy both of those guys. Anyone else you want to mention before we get to the wide receivers? Not really, and I wasn't super impressed with the group of wide receivers. How about you? I was a. I thought it. it I think the worst of me or the interior defensive line wasn't amazing, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I came away pretty meh. I think the big disappointment to me was Drake London. I. I, I don't know. I like. I don't know if I'm watching the wrong games. Like I saw even Dame Brugler as a as a top five wide receiver in this class right now. Yeah. Um, I I I, I could see a path to that. Uh, obviously six five two ten, um, big recruit, super productive as a freshman and sophomore. Uh, plays like only exclusively in the slot. Mm-hmm. Runs like three routes. Has really good ball skills, but I I just. The athleticism isn't there. The route running isn't there. Um, again, can make some nice contested catches, combat catches. But I don't like. I I think right now for me he's a late day three guy. Okay, I got a mid day three grade on him, so I wasn't super impressed with him either. And okay, so yeah, you think you hit a lot of there. The, the, is sorry, he is your number one though. Yeah, he's my only draft book. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, like you said, six five two twelve. Uh, physical yak. I saw a couple concentration drops, but like his hands are really good. Uh, that being said, he just he goes over the middle. He makes catches in traffic. He's really good at that. He's also a really, really, really good blocker. And like you throw on the yeah, tape, he blocks his ass off. He's 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 lining up like in a bunch. So like basically just just like almost an H back role where he is just putting guys on their asses. And like you said, he's not a great athlete. Like he's. Like for for two ten, I don't know. For his size, he's he's okay, but he's not explosive at all. So okay, this is my thought: is is he just a modern tight end? 
And I'm not saying is he getting changed to tight end in the NFL. I'm saying is he already a modern tight end? Like is this just what like he is that his role in this offense? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, and that's like just essentially that's what like, you're gonna use him. He's just you know a slot tight end that you can kind of that can block decently as well, and he especially in yeah. an air raid offense, like it, it does make sense. I, I I do know this year, obviously. Um, Omar Racine Brown's gone. Tyler Vaughn's gone. Like he's expected to play more on the outside, so I think we'll get a much better idea yeah. of his, his complete skill set this year. Um, For sure. But I'm just so worried about how he is going to separate in the NFL. Uh, just again, in terms of, I don't think like he's not a twitchy athlete, and he doesn't like he's not explosive out of his no. breaks, and I'm just worried about him as a route runner who doesn't have the speed to separate either. Um, on the other hand, I was low on Michael Pittman early. Yeah. And I came way around on Michael Pittman. Now, I think Michael Pittman, uh, just jumping back and obviously talking about a, a big USC receiver, I think Michael Pittman was a better athlete um, and a better, a much better route runner. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think just it's too early to be claiming Drake London as a first-round type player, I think. I, I agree. Like, way, I don't, way too early. I get all the traits – but yeah, I don't, I, I don't, you don't see the athleticism. But projecting him as this guy that, like, like in a kind of like a a Mark Andrewsy role, you know what I mean? Like, I think there might be something to that, something like like where yeah. he's he's like a tight end wide receiver hybrid. I like that path more than, Cause, yeah, because like okay, him. we're definitely gonna see him on the outside more unless he, they just stick to him uh, in his consistent in his current role because it was I mean it's worked for them, but. If we oh, yeah. That, like, he's we, a, he's a great college football player. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, obviously, he's still a young player, too, so he's coming into his own. But, like, he's, he's you know, well, he's a third-year sophomore now. Um, but, yeah, if, if they're leaving him on the outside or they're putting him on the outside, I'm – you're definitely right. We're going to see what he's made of. But I'm not sure if it's going to translate great. But he's young. We'll see. Like you said, I was out on Pitt – actually, I was in on Pittman early and then out on him late. I was reversed like an idiot. But – I don't think the, the athleticism is there like Pittman's was, so we'll see. Um, interesting guy though. I, I think uh, another interesting guy Stanford's Michael Wilson. Uh, I th- I think seeing him with the bigger role this year be interesting. I think really good um, catch radius and body control. Bigger guy too. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's got some size to him, but he's not a tear like he's not explosive, explosive. But I thought he moved pretty well. Uh, so he was catching my eye a little bit. Johnny Johnson's always going to catch our eyes. Yeah, he's my second guy, and I don't have a draft book grade. He's mine he's, too. He, 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 he's just a solid guy. I don't know. That's he's a solid wide receiver. I will say uh, a wide receiver who caught my eye who wasn't on our list, and I ended up kind of diving into him a little bit. Travell Harris at Washington State. When I was watching Renard Bell, this guy number one at Washington State kept catching my eye, so I, I got into him a little bit, and he. Like Renard Bell, he's not big, but he's got a little more size to him. 5'9", 182, uh, plays predominantly in the slot. They line him up at Wildcats sometimes. He's just really twitchy, and he's good after the catch. So that's just not draftable or anything, but just someone I wanted to mention. I am shocked you don't love Brendan Covey. Yeah, he's going to be a great BC Lion. <laughs> he looks like a BC Lion. He's a pretty. He's got some punt return, kick return ability. He's a little little slot guy. He's fun. Um, like 30, on the on the flip yeah. side, on the flip side, I love the uh, tight end group. Yeah, I was gonna say the three tight ends we did are three of the best tight like 
Uh, I think they're at, at all in my top five tight ends right now. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. Um, so, I, yeah, I, the, the, the fun thing is about the, the three, Kate Otten, Greg Dulcich, and Brent Keithy, is they're all kind of different styles. Like, Kate Otten's more of that classic in-line guy. Yeah. But and at the same time they all do get to move around a little bit too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but Otten, yeah, traditional inline guy. Dulcich is more of like the jumbo slot. Yeah. Keithy's that H back who's doing all kinds of Swiss Army knife type things. Uh, okay. So they honestly, I I gave them all three of them fifth round grades right now. So they're all very. I have them all tied, in That's... terms of grade. So... I, I I split it by preference essentially. Me too. Me too. Okay. So uh, what's your, what's your order? That's weird. I, like I got Otten one. Mm-hmm. Dulcich two, Keithy three. I got Dulcich one, Auden two, Keithy three. But yeah, I, got, I have fifth round grades on all three of them. Um, let's stop. Let's start with Auden. Like you said, he's just like a throwback. He's a traditional tight end. He's a really, really good blocker. He's six five two forty. He's got that nasty in him. Um, the hands are really, 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 really solid. Like he's, like yeah, he's, he's that old school tight end where you're like, okay, you're gonna be blocking most of the time, but when we're going to on that key third down, you gotta make the catch and you're going to. He's, and he's I easily, think that's what he is. He's easily the best blocker here. Oh, he yeah. also is used by far the most as a, a blocker. It's Washington, a pr- man. They churn out the great blocking tight yeah. ends. Great hands. Great catch radius. Yeah. Uh, and I think he does a wonderful job just sitting down, finding holes and sitting down in, yeah. in, in coverage. And, and, like, third and five, we're looking to you. Heath Miller-esque. Yeah. Uh yeah, and, he, and he's, he's got great size. I, th- I think he's like a pretty clear-cut, uh, just assuming guys take a leap, like potential day-two plug-and-play uh, guy yeah. at some point. Um, yeah, agreed. Dulcich is, like, he plays so much in the slot. And his to me, it's his, his overall athleticism is kind of his trump card, right? Yep, exactly. Like, he is the burner of the group. He can make big plays out of the slot, like, uh, USC, um, I think he took he took a post like eighty yards or something. Yeah. Um, and he he's also I thought the the best overall uh, or the the best um in terms of kind of I no you know what I'm gonna take that back I'm just let you talk. Okay, I don't know what you're trying to say. I'll yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, also, really good hands. Also, I was going to talk about his release. I, I just, I think he's the best release repertoire by far. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, another guy, he's contested catches, no problem. Going into the into the traffic on third downs, no problem. Uh, he, he uses his body really well to just create the space for himself. Plus, he's a really good athlete. Uh, body control is really good. Uh, yeah, I think he, he's he can be a guy that takes a really big leap. I think both of those guys were talking at some point as, as potential day two guys. And Kuthi kind of like, I don't know if he gets to day two because he, you know, he's six two two thirty. He's a really good he's, mover. He's a fluid athlete, but you know, he's more that he's H-back more, type. Yeah, yeah, he's more of a like you have a role for exactly. Him, yeah, so know? I could see a team taking him top one hundred potentially down. Like the line. I mean, if the when you think about how Josiah Doguara ended up as a third round pick, like yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. he was he was out. Now they're not the same player at all, but just in terms of size and the position they're playing. Yeah, like as a more pr- premier H back type. Uh, I also love how much Utah uses Keithy on on like sweeps. Yeah, a lot. they play him the backfield. Uh, he's the best route runner. I thought. I think he, you mentioned his fluidity. I think mm-hmm. it, it, that's clear on routes. Um, it's the best after the catch too. 
Yes. All yeah, best yak, best route runner. Um now he's not nearly like catch radius and, and through traffic, he's not nearly as good. Yeah. Um but he's a really fun fun guy. All three of them are really fun and good. Yeah, and and Keithy can block too. Like maybe not Auden's level, but he's a good blocker. Um He's better than Dulcich. Yeah, no. And like like they line up not just as an H back or wherever the hell, but like you can keep you can keep him in line and he can do a good job blocking. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, if, I mean, if we see them in this draft, um, because, I mean, Dalsich and Auden uh, are underclassmen still. Well, juniors. But, um, I, yeah, I think, I think we're, talking, we're talking about all three of these guys coming April. All right. Jump to the offensive line. Yeah. Can we – okay, I want to start with Jackson Kirkland because I want to hear your thoughts. Let's start Jackson with – okay, let's, let's – we've been, I feel like, just doing O-line in general. We'll do OTs, then we'll do the interior. Yeah, sounds good. Kirkland, yeah, so what do you, you want to start with Kirkland? Yeah. He's my number two tackle. Okay. Uh, he's my number three. I was kind of disappointed. Um, I like him. I, I, I think he's a, uh, a, a might be a better fit as a guard. Now, okay, when I say I like him, I, I, okay, I, I might be out of the loop. Are people talking about him, like, way too highly? I've seen first round grades, yeah. Okay, okay, so yeah, I'm not there. I'm like mid day three. Okay, um, okay, okay. So yeah, I got sorry, like a, yeah. I got, so I, got I guess without the context of knowing people think he's a first round guy, I was like, I like this guy. No, he's, um, he's good. I think he's a, yeah, he yeah he. I, I now I think he might be a guard, um, because I just don't think his feet are very good. Uh, I think he play, gets too high, uh, yeah. in pass protection, and, and and that can impact his anchor. And I don't think he's an amazing athlete or anything, but. I think he's an MFer in the run game. I think he, he's got great hand strength um, and just more of a real great. I don't know. I, I pictured him as like a gap scheme left guard was my takeaway. I thought because like, he's like he's six seven two ninety five and he's kind of like he's kind of lean. He's kind of leggy, right? And yeah. So I don't know if that fits on the inside. I didn't love him in the run. I thought. I thought he just kind of looked awkward a little bit to me, and but I definitely agree about the anchor. I just think he, he needs a little more sand in his pants. I, I don't, I don't see anything close to first round pick. So like that's kind of no, and like that fucks us up sometimes when we know we come in with expectations and whatnot. But yeah, well, I, I didn't have him because I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't, he's my still he's my third tackle. I got I got two other guys ahead of him. You, but yeah. do you want to hear my pro comp for him though? <laughs> yeah, Robert Gallery. <laughs> so he's gonna be a bust. Okay, great. Yeah, but then turn into a good starting guard. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, my number one's like Abraham Lucas, clearly. Oh, I got I got Sean Ryan number one. Okay, I I didn't like him very much. Uh, that's funny. Okay, I got Lucas too. Um, I felt like I didn't like him as much as I did this time last year, but I, I still have like a early day three grade on him. Yeah, so Lucas, I think, is a. A, a very very clean pass protector. Yeah, who's crisp feet gets to his landmarks pretty easily. I like his anchor a lot, and I think he moves really well. Um, hasn't been asked to do that much run blocking. That's a big thing. Um, can yeah. get a little high, uh, and, and needs to be more of a finisher. He needs to play with more power at the point. Uh, like he just, I think he needs to get stronger in general. Play with better leverage in the run game. Um, and, and kind of, he needs more of a MF or attitude to him, but I don't know. I just think he's a gifted athlete with length and, in clearly a natural pass pro. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I, I didn't enjoy 2020 tape as much as 2019, but again, they barely had a season. It's hard to knock a guy for that, but when you when you go back to 2019, I, I thought he was like a guy that was on the path of being, you know, like that Andre 20, Dillard. 25 to 60th over, like, you know, like in that range. And I still think he's got the talent for that, but um, just, yeah, just so good as, as a pass protector. Um, Sean Ryan, I, I, another guy I've seen some hype for. Uh, I'm not not super high, but I got I, I got Lucas and him kind of neck to neck and neck and Kirkland a little bit behind them. Um, big guy for UCLA, six five three eighteen, and you see that you see he's thick throughout the frame. I think he's he's plenty strong. Um, I don't know if he's overly powerful, but the the strength is not a question for him. Um, and in in pass protection, his size is kind of his his strength. He's just hard to get around, and I I think he's for for. It's a little, little bit cumbersome. I think like spe- speed, big speed is going to get him. Um, yeah. But again, he was he was just a true sophomore last year. Um, in the, in the run, I think you you see some strength there, but like see him work to the second level more. He just kind of opts for the double team. But for a guy that's like still a young player, uh, I think there's a lot of talent there. So I, I worry about. I think he has good um, like good mirroring ability. I think yeah. he, like kind of how you mentioned it, he's hard to get around. Um, but I, I think I worry about his hand placement. I think he he just doesn't play with very good leverage. Like he he doesn't sit into it very well. I don't I don't know. I just I I kept catching him popping up. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. Which is where I worry about guys getting through him anchor wise, because when he gets high, you can get under him and you can bull him a little bit. Um, but I do I I, I I see. I thought when you said he was your one, you're gonna be like he's a first round guy or something. Uh, I I do think he's got a like you said he was just a true sophomore last year like the physical tools are all there yeah I just, technically he is kind of a mess right now to me just again in terms of hand placement in terms of leverage anchor comes with that obviously uh, and yeah I'd like to see him kind of work more consistently to the second level yeah I think he's like I like if I don't know if he's gonna come out this year they're like. I, I think it kind of just dinged Lucas because I didn't like the the tape as much. But I think like when all said and done, I th- I wouldn't be surprised if I have Lucas as the top guy. Now I I don't know where people are, are on Lucas right now, but I guess that, that doesn't matter. I know we're both of us really like. I, I, what's your what's your grade on Lucas right now? Um, late day two. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're not we're not. I got I a fourth on him. He's, he's my number two overall player in the Pac-12. That sounds about right. Yeah, I got I got Ryan a fourth. I got him a fourth. Uh, interior, who's your d- your top guy? Donovan West, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's my number three guy in the Pac-12. I he's really good. liked him. Yeah, he he's to me he's Mister Clean. There wasn't a lot of things that, um, like I I thought in terms of, like he does, he doesn't have like fantastic feet and he can get a little high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hand placement was one, kind of my big note, but he doesn't get caught fucking anything up. That was kind of my thing. It was very infrequently where he was a problem on a play, and I thought he was just a magnificent run blocker. I think he can fit almost any run scheme because of that, because I think he moves really well, but he plays with uh, really good power at the point. He he climbs really well to the second level. He I thought just so smooth when asked to pull. And yeah. he kills dudes. Like he he wants to put people to bed. Um, the there was very few things that popped up in the run game that worried me at all. Okay. Uh, 
the pat pass protection and again he was just he was just a was he just a true sophomore last year too i think right i think so and yeah. um and, and, and so yeah some of the stuff in pass pro i think is just going to come with coaching and and my main thing there is hand placement uh he can get a little wide sometimes um but yeah i just thought he was really clean yeah, like six six three three fifteen. He's well built, and like you said, he's just a monster in the run. And uh, yeah, I, I thought yeah, he's so good at pulling, and he just puts people in the dirt. Uh, is he, he? He's your top offensive lineman, or second after Lucas? Uh, he's after Lucas. Okay, yeah, I I got him in that fourth round. Like just I have him with Lucas and Ryan, just ahead of Kirkland. He's really good. He was overwhelmingly the best interior guy. Yeah, honestly, there's no one else I'm really that interested in. How about you? I'm interested in two guys, okay. Alex Forsythe, because I swear this guy's going to play 10 years in the NFL as a backup. <laughs> okay. uh, just, he's clearly, unsurprisingly, been coached really well by Mario Cristobal. Tactically sound dude, who's like not going to wow you in terms of athleticism or anything, but like rarely blows an assignment, has experience starting at right tackle, guard, and center. He's their starting center now. I think he's got a chance to push himself into draftable territory by next April, just in terms of what he can do as a depth guy. Uh, and then I thought Nick Ford at Utah was this. I just wanted to bring him up because he's their starting center, but he also ha- had started a game at left tackle. And I came away being like, this center should be a tackle. Like he's, I, I did not like, I'd like him very much as a center. But he's long and athletic, and I just don't understand why he's playing center and not tackle. You don't you don't get that very often, eh? No. Normally, it's the opposite, where you have a, a guy who's a little short but good at tackle who should kick inside. But, yeah, it's rare you, you look at a center and you're like, this guy should, looks like a tackle and, should, and plays like a tackle. It's, it's yeah, it's strange. Um, yeah, I, I again, overall, I didn't. I don't know. I, just, I feel like just this time of year, people want to throw guys in the first round conversation because it's the summer. You know what I mean? But well, uh, I, I do want to say, yeah, I made the mistake of starting with Donovan West on the interior group. Okay, I did too. And actually. then you go, to, you, you do that, and you're like, "Wow, this guy's good." I hope everyone else is, and no one else is. <laughs> I've been doing that this year, is starting with the players that I've heard are good. Well, because it kinda... it, you, you're like, you kind of get excited, right? You, you We have this freaking list we're slogging through. Just so everyone knows, AJ and I watch a lot of guys that we don't even talk about. Because uh, they're yeah. just not very good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we have this huge list we're slogging through. And you get to a, a new position group. You're like, oh my god. I need to watch Donovan West. There's hype on him. I'm excited. Then he's really good. And you're like, hell yeah. And then you just get beaten down and want to give up as you get through undraftable after undraftable lineman. It's better now that we're into the power five, but uh, yeah, geez, it's the worst when you're like, for me, it's always the Hawaii office line. And we didn't have as many this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's always down. Okay. Um, talking about being sad, the NHL draft's not going that great for AJ is what I heard. AJ. Yeah, uh, I mean, all the Michigan guys went. I'm really happy. But the the back half of the time. But now you're 10, sad because there's no more to go. Yeah, there's no one else. I didn't like the Tyler Boucher pick from, from the Sens. Uh, I've never heard of him. wasn't on my board. Hey, 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 AJ, save it for your Spotify green room. I will. Because Spotify green room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. 
talked to all kinds of podcast hosts like AJ who break down other drafts that aren't in anything we're experienced in covering. Uh, I talked to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates. You know, you know the spiel. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and then get your spicy takes coming. Start cooking up them spicy takes. AJ, do you have any spicy takes about the interior defensive line? Uh, nothing really spicy. I think Thomas Booker is a really good run defender. I like him. Okay, he is the one that got me excited the most. He's my number one. Oh, yeah, me too. But, I... but like, I'm not, like, saying, like, he's amazing or anything. I saw he was really twitchy and played really hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He makes some splashy plays. He plays 3-tech, plays 5-tech, well-built. 6-4-3-10, yeah. Yeah, and and kind of twitched up. I I think he's got some power uh, rush ability as well. Yeah, he can Um, penetrate. I I think the tools are there. I I do have, like, a mid-day three on him. Um, Me too. The tools are there. Maybe just got to be a – although I think he is really consistent in the run. eh? But if he can just kind of put it more together as a pass rusher, um, I think he plays a nice leverage. And just see him controlling the point of attack a lot and – Shedding and making he's, tackles. I think he's he's a good he's a good uh, prospect for a guy I never heard of. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I kind of liked Tully at Washington and mm-hmm. uh, Jermaine Lowell at Arizona State. I, I thought they both had their moments. Those Tully's a young guys. guy. Yeah, yeah. Tully, Tully. I thought um, there's some flashy plays. He plays some three tech. Plays some blood tech. I thought kind of you, like uh, you know you remind me of a little bit. Who Puna Ford. Oh, I was, you know who I was going to say? I was going to say, kind of reminded me of Tommy Togia last year a little bit. I, I, uh, that crossed my summer. mind too. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Squad year guys, yeah, so, kind of round, but really good power to them. Uh, yeah, like like Togia too. That just, I'm thinking more college Puna than NFL Puna, but like uh, you see a lot of like bull rush. Like he's got some bull rush too. I mean, I think he had a sack mm-hmm. in the game I watched. Only one career sack though, but you said only, uh, he's only a, a, a third year sophomore now, so. Yeah, he so he, he's a guy who could see taking a big jump. Um, was he your, he was your second after Booker? Or? Yeah, I went Booker, uh, Tuli, and then and then uh, Jermaine. How do you say his last name? Lowell. 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 He's also sense. Yeah. So we got our uh, same top three, and he he he's six one three ten, kind of stocky dude who who's got uh, some. I thought some nice initial quickness. Play some three tech. Play some five tech. All three of these guys kind of moved around a little bit, which I thought was yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, um, no, sure. Like, none of them, um, like, blew me away. Booker was definitely the top guy. But I, Lowell and, and Tully are both younger. I, I, I could see them kind of making some waves this year. Yeah, you know, I, I was surprised how much they moved Lowell around. Like, for a guy, like, you think you just stick him in the middle, but uh, they get pretty pretty creative with him. Yeah, they they uh, I thought they did a good job in general, kind of rotating through their defensive line too. Arizona State like the, can do no wrong. Agreed. <laughs> Herm didn't do it. <laughs> well, you I, play to win the game. <laughs> sanctions? You talking about sanctions? Yeah. Apparently, it was like all Antonio Pierce. Uh, <laughs> is it? Maybe this is Pierce just leaked it to to get the to get the job. Yeah, I think Antonio Pierce is going to like get the biggest punishment, though. But uh, Okay, Edge. Edge, where we've got maybe the best player in the draft, Kayvon Thibodeau. Is he, is he your number one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine saying I was – yeah, I love Thibodeau. I, I've always loved old Thibodeau. Um, it feels like he's the guy that people already want to poke holes in to, to, to get early. I, 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 I'm not going to. I think he's really fucking good. That's 
You know what's cool is when a guy's really good at football. <laughs> it's really cool. And you know what's also really cool? When he's fucking awesome as a pass rusher and a run defender. He might be a better run defender right now. I'm I'm here to say he's a better run defender right now. Yeah. I think and he's an awesome run defender. Yes. Yeah. Um, um he also okay, so he plays like he is a freak athlete. He looks like yeah. the type of like he could add a little bit of weight, but he looks like the type of first overall pick pass rushers we've yeah. seen. He is twitchy as hell. He'll he'll beat some tackles. Like a tackle won't even be in a pass it and he's already bought him. <laughs> uh, like that's how explosive he is off the snap. Um he plays with great leverage. He uses his length well, plays with great leverage, sets the edge, understands how to set the edge, yeah. under, understands the importance of setting the edge, and like I said, plays really hard. Um, I think he he's a better power rusher than he is a speed rusher right now, and I think he, his hands need some development. Like he's he, he kind of wins on just being a better athlete and more powerful than guys at, at points. Yeah, that's Pass right. rush plan is, like, the thing. Like, if I'm going to be the asshole poking holes in a great prospect, <laughs> it's okay. yeah. I'm going to say it's 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 pass rush plan in hand use or, or what I want to see more of. But, yeah, I mean, he's a You kind of, like, like he kind of just swipe. Like, that's kind of, like, his only move, I think, at this yeah. point. Which, uh, it, it works. works. It works great. and But it's kind of one of those moves that – that really lets you like if you're if you're already stronger and faster than an offensive lineman uh, and anyone else on the field, that's like that move to like to really just it's it's the easiest one to, to execute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who's your second guy? ZTF. Okay, me too. Uh, like easily my second guy. Oh yeah, I I think they're the top two guys, and I'm not really. See, see too like I knew ZTF had the and obviously. The asterisk ZTF towards Achilles, yes. Um, a couple months ago, really and, and isn't going to play this year. So I don't really like. I don't know how how to necessarily look at him right now, but just in terms of purely in terms of his twenty twenty tape, he he's the second best guy. Uh, he is a powerful, powerful pass rusher, who I thought pretty good hands, but just the power. Uh, the speed to power, his ability to generate power, his leverage. He just gets under dudes and blows them up. He's relentless. He's a good uh, edge setter too. Um, really, just very strong at the po- uh, point of attack. Um, see, I didn't know going in with him. Like, obviously, we had all that like kind of hype for what he did in the, in the very few games Washington played last yeah. year. But I was like, is he just one of those guys who puts up sack numbers and like the media hypes him up? But no, he's like actually very, very good. Yeah, I think like. I mean, this du- this double sucks. I think if he like, – because there was, like, rumblings that he might come out of Washington after his retro sophomore year. Um, and I think if he came out, he would have been a big riser in the process. So – and I think he would have been a big like, – maybe not a riser, but, like, he would have – well, yeah, he would have been a big riser if he had this season. So losing this just really, really fucking sucks for him. And um, I think whenever – yeah, I mean, the injury is rough. But I think whenever he's he's healthy, I think he's going to be – he's going to be – like uh, it's hard to grade him now. I I agree with you, but what you what what round did you throw on him? Um, late late day two. Okay, yeah, I'm there. I'm there too. And yeah, I think. Like, I think we've seen worse pass rushers go <laughs> earlier than than him. Like you know what I mean? Like I think he's gonna go early. Yeah. Um. I thought Drake Jackson was disappointing. You know what? Like, so it's, I've been back and forth on Drake Jackson. I. It's like at first I didn't like him, and then I liked him a bit, and now I'm kind of in the middle. Where I think he's like okay, I got a draftable grade on him, but uh, he, he's, a little disappointing. He's built, he's built well, and, and he's like explosive enough. Yeah, 
And he plays really hard. Yeah, I'll give him that. He plays really hard. Yeah. But I think he's stiff. Like, he doesn't have that much bend. Agreed. And he he just really doesn't have a pass rush bend. Like, he doesn't use his hands at all. He's very reliant on just kind of motoring his way there. Um, sometimes he'll win on the outside yeah. just because he's a better athlete. But, like, yeah, he's, he's just – I don't know. I didn't really see much as a pass rusher. I thought he's a pretty good run defender. Like, again, a guy who sits the edge pretty consistently and uh, uses his length to, uh, in, in stacks and sheds well in, in that respect. But pass rush-wise, I was very disappointed. He feels like, like – I don't understand. Like, I'm seeing him go top ten in mock yeah. drafts. I don't understand that. I think it's just because he was a big recruit, right? Like um, – yeah, and he's been and he's been productive and he's yeah. great for USC. But yeah, yeah, it's just you know I, I feel like there's been a lot of USC like he he just feels like he's in that trend of USC defensive linemen that are big buzzy names were big recruits and you throw on the tape and it, it's it's more uh, sizzle than steak you know what I mean but I, I like I I got like a fifth on him right now but yeah top ten I think is a little <laughs> it's a lot of lot too much. Um, I want to mention one more guy. Uh, Arizona's Jalen Harris. Okay. Mainly because he looks the part of an NFL pass rusher. He's 6'5", 258. Um, and he, he's, he's quite athletic. There's not – he plays he plays his ass off, but there's just not a lot there at all in terms of pass rush plan. But I think that's a guy who could be just Arizona's best player in general. Uh, not a yeah. whole lot going on with that roster, uh, and, and just a guy who could rise through throughout the season. No, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, you want to jump to linebackers? Uh, yes. You know, yes, you know who we get to talk about, right? Multiple guys that I love uh, <laughs> that we finally get to talk about. Coin Dang. First of all, yeah, Coin Dang. I still I love Coin Dang. I still love Coin Dang. Is is your top guy? Uh, he is my top guy. Okay, he's mine too. Okay, Coin Dang. Uh, he is so long. <laughs> he's, I don't know. He's just so much fun to watch when his like fingers touch his ankles almost when he's just standing still. Um, still learning. Still, still getting better. He's still. I said he's six six two fifty or something like that. Um, I still think he's gonna make the big leap and become a legit prospect. He again. It's like last year was completely a wash. And he's, you know, coming over from JUCO um, uh, a couple years ago. I just, yeah, I, I'm still excited. And I think I'm in a real season and finally getting into the draft process, I think he's going to make a leap. Yeah, I mean, you look at him and it's just like he's a freak yeah. size-wise. He moves, the range is really awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I almost want, like, is he a Sam? Is he mm, yeah. going to... Is he going to like? I could even see him beat some teams. View him as an edge potentially. Um, At that size, yeah. What that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because that's what he looks like. um, He's gonna get compared to Anthony Barr like nonstop. Uh, And two things: I want to see him be better in coverage. He he, I, I I think he can get take advantage of there and. He needs to put himself in better position more. The instincts are a worry for me. He's very raw, and uh, yeah. that's clear. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I like I I think he's my number one guy, and he I, I don't know he's he's a little older, but he's got a path to being maybe an early day three guy. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree there. I mean, that's kind of where I had him last summer. Um, and it's it's hard to ding a guy after after this season. Um, it's definitely, you know, you just – instincts, you know, they're hit and miss. But I think, like, the, you see the length and athleticism let him make up for it, so. Yes. No, no, no. Like, he, he gets him he, – he, the, the athletic traits, the physical traits he has allows him to make plays that other linebackers can't. Exactly. Um, I think Carson Wells is an interesting guy at Colorado. I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, is he an edge, though? Because be. I, I think he might be. Because, he, I mean, they play him off-ball and they play him at edge. Yeah. I think he, he's a more interesting prospect as an edge, 6'4", 250. Um, he's a very good pass rusher when asked to do that. He He's a guy I really liked who uh, kept catching my eye. Um, I also think Devin Lloyd's really interesting because he's twitchy as hell. Who's your second guy? Uh, second guy for me is Merlin Robertson, who I didn't. Okay, he's my fourth guy. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I, I kind of go back and forth on him, but I do. You know, I, I, what? I don't know why we watch Arizona State games this year, but I f- found watching him live uh, really, really gave me a good impression of him. Um, I have a draftable on him. I think he's like okay, six three, two fifty. I I think he's just very like solid in coverage. He's very aware in coverage. Yeah. Um, like when he zone drops, like he he's rarely out of position. He kind of he'll man up with tight ends sometimes too. He made an awesome interception against USC covering a tight end. Uh, he's he's very good with body positioning. Um, no, he's he. So I I ended up with Dang Wells, Lloyd Robertson, and Landman all having draftables. That's what I wanted. Yeah, Nate Landman, my guy, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got I got draftable Nate Landman. Uh, who is what he he what he what did he injure last year? Did he tear his Achilles? I think I think it might have been. I should have Google. I love Nate Lamb, though. I still, he's I still love he, he's a tackling machine. Like yeah. I don't, he's he's not gonna wow. You. Like he's not a good like very exciting athlete, no. but he makes every single tackle. He never misses a tackle. Instincts are he, great. Oh, yeah. Him and Wells are fun to watch together. Yeah, instincts are very good. Yeah. Um, he's a son of a bitch yeah, too. Like, uh, he's fun. I like yeah. Like he's a guy who I think is gonna be making an NFL roster. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, just um, jumping back to Devin Lloyd, yeah, I think that's a guy who this year could take a big leap just because athletically he is there. Uh, I instincts, coverage, tackling are kind of question marks, but just really twitchy and he he hits to kill. Um, he'll he'll kind of overcommit t- at times and that leads to some missed tackles. And he'll he'll take himself out of position. I want to see him do a better job reading his keys and, and getting into a position to make a play. But yeah, he's got the athleticism, the size. The NFL is going to be looking for in a modern linebacker. It's a it's a pretty solid group in the past. I feel like it usually is. Yeah, a no, solid I group. even like the guys that don't have draftables on, I thought were enjoyable to watch and like could be special teams contributors potentially at some point. Uh, agreed. How did you feel about the secondary? Um, corners or safeties? I I, I like the corner group. Uh, Trent McDuffie, top guy. Yeah, oh yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Like Trent, I mean, I I think Washington's always gonna have a corner we're gonna love. Yeah, Trent McDuffie's really good. Like he is a natural in zone. He, he, he like his, his hips are very fluid. His feet are really clean. So like like you like to say, he's got quiet feet. Um, he does a good job finding ball in phase. 
Like he he he's solid in man coverage too. Want to see him trust his eyes a little bit more in zone to make plays on ball, but like ninety nine percent of the time in a good a good spot, he reads quarterback pretty well. Uh, I want to see him be a better, more consistent tackler and more of a maybe Washington's just made me think all their corners will murder people, but uh, <laughs> I want to see him be a little bit more physical and 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 stronger and press. But like, yeah, he's very good. Like he is one of the top corners in the country without a doubt. Uh, definitely. Like, what what do you what do you got on right now? Uh, early day three. Okay, I got like a late. Yeah, no, I got an early day three too. Um, who who's next for you? The Arizona, any of the Arizona State guys? Jack Jones. I I love Jack Jones last year, and I know it didn't go that well. The USC transfer. Yeah. And uh, but he's back this year. Every, uh, again, uh, now am I following? I just think his feet are amazing. His click and close is awesome. He is athletically everything I want. Just. Like not the biggest guy, but just he he plays press and off man really well. I think he's better in press man. Plays a lot bigger than he is. Um, ball skills are there. Um, yeah, it's just in, for him, it's just in terms of not getting in trouble. Uh, yes, I have him over Lucas. Um, I, those are my top three guys: McDuffie, Jones, Lucas. I I, I have a late draftable on, on Chase Lucas. I think Chase Luke is just safe. Yeah. It's, it's what I've thought for three years. Yeah. Just good instincts. Not a great athlete. Good instincts. He, natu- like, at his best in zone. I like him in off zone. I think pretty good fluid hips. Yeah, I feel like um, he was getting all the hype last year, if I remember correctly. Um. And like I, when I watched him, I came away like, like he's solid, but like not special. Especially, yeah, because he just doesn't look like the – greatest athlete at all and then i like jack jones more um but no i i, I agree i think he's just a solid solid guy um uh, I, I oh i want to because i'm standing arizona today and i mentioned jalen <laughs> harris earlier i should mention christian roland wallace i think there's something there yeah no i think I, I think that's fair i think he's a very balanced like plays with good balance good feet uh in very solid impressed man uh i just a junior. Uh, he's a guy to watch. Um, I think Kyler Gordon at Washington also is a guy who not this year, but like he might be the next dude after McDuffie. <laughs> if you put anyone in that in that purple, I think you're gonna love him. Yeah, probably. but they are they're always good. like like McDuffie's clearly. Uh, where's like where's McDuffie for you in corners right now? In your rankings, um, in terms of corners I've watched, yeah, number two. Who do you got ahead Derek, of him? Derek Stingley's number one. Oh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> uh, I, I have him only after Sauce. Uh, wait a minute, I haven't gotten into the SEC yet. Yeah, so I'm listening, like to work ahead. Uh, yeah, but no, I have him like right, uh, same range as Sauce. Sauce, Dereon Kendrick. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Um, okay, yeah. safeties? Yeah. Who'd you talk? Uh, do, you, do you like anybody? I don't love anyone. How about you? I don't love anyone. I like Verone McKinley. Um, a lot of that has to do with how they use him and his position versatility. Like, he'll play outside corner. He'll play safety. He'll play nickel. Mm-hmm. They use him a lot as a matchup player. And I think he's just – two two things I, I worry about with him. I, I think he's a little stiff, and he struggles to find the ball at times. Um, so I want, I want to see him loosen up those hips, find the ball in phase a little bit better. But I think he's really – like, he can man up with – Tight end slots, 
He can play deep zone, deep half. Um, I, I think he, he's a, a guy who's worth writing name down and, like, potential day three guy. I, 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 I have a day three on him. Sorry about that? I have a day three on him. Yeah, okay. I My top guy is uh, Palomalo, but I wasn't super impressed. Um, I kind of like Quentin Lake and Quintra's Knight, uh, the UCLA safeties. I think Quentin, no, Quentin Lake, no, it's a Steelers bias because, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, his daddy was a five time all pro for us. Uh, but he, 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 I think is just plays with really good instincts. Um, really, like, rarely at a position in zone, pretty fluid hips guy. Like, he's a late day three potential guy. Knight's interesting because he's. A Maryland transfer to Kent State from Kent State to UCLA. They play him predominantly path. as nickel. Yes, right. Uh, they play him predominantly as a nickel. He blitzes a ton. He's a flats defender guy. Uh, he lights people up. I like watching him play. Paul uh, Mao uh, from USC. I, I I worry about him in coverage. It's kind of like you don't the Hafanga thing last you gotta year. Give, you got to give him the Steelers bump, though. Like, that's not fair. That Lake I, I gave it to Lake. I could only give out one. <sighs> that's not fair. He's big. Um, he's big. And he, he hits hard, yeah. Uh, but I just I worry about him in coverage. Just stiff. His feet are kind of messy. Like Hafenga, I thought was a lot better football player. I watching all these Pac-12 games again. I I really really enjoyed every time Hafenga that UCLA USC game came up. It's always fun to watch. I, I watched like seven games in total where Hafenga was doing something crazy. Yeah, he's just such a fun football player. I hope I hope he turns out to be like yeah I hope he he's good in the NFL. Good landing spot, yeah. I hope he becomes a special teams terror. I mean I hope I hope it's not with the Niners, but I hope he's great. Okay. You hope he gets straight to the Steelers. Yeah, that would be great, and and then everyone can pretend like he's Paul Malu's nephew. Perfect. Okay, awards. Oh, also next week we'll be doing the Big Twelve, but we will be including Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, for for a couple more. God, years. this show's gonna suck so much when we're doing it with the Big Twelve show without Texas and Oklahoma. Do we talk about? We get to talk about Oklahoma State players like Spencer Sanders. Heck yeah! Okay, awards. Pac twelve. Who, who who you got taking the Pac twelve? Uh okay. I was. I have Oregon winning. I'm very confident about that. I, yeah, it's 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 who's Oregon beating is the question. Yeah, I str- I honestly I, I left it. As a coin flip here, I am going to go. Sanctions be damned. I'm going to go with Arizona State. Okay, so I think you look at it and you're like, it should be USC. Fuck yeah. that. I don't trust Clay Helton. Yeah. Then you look at it and you're like, it's usually Utah. <laughs> That's true. They have a. They, <laughs> they, they, there's. And it very well could be, but they still have uh, some answers, some questions to answer on offense. You love Charlie Brewer, though. I know you do. I hate Charlie Brewer. That's my Did issue. you see how high uh, game was on Charlie Brewer? I wanted to bring that up before the show, but I forgot. Oh, no, I didn't. He had him like as a sixth senior quarterback, and that really caught me off guard. I remember you hated him so much last year, and I, I didn't hate him, but I obviously didn't have a draft ball grade, and so that really, really shocked me. Yeah, I don't like Charlie Brewer. Uh, I think Arizona State would be the natural choice here, if not for yeah. potentially their whole coaching staff's not coaching. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, but that guy got in your mentions it, and said it's going to get dragged out. So we're good this year. That's true. That's true. He's an insider. Uh, I went with UCLA. I, this is the year Chip has oh, to do you're it. You're buying he to, in. He has to get, yeah, I'm buying in. DTR another year. They, they got a good defense. Dulcich is a pass catcher. I like Britton Brown. Both their safeties, I think, are good football players. Uh, Sean Ryan's Chip a star. Chip Kelly Bowl. The Chip Kelly Bowl in the Pac-12 championship. That'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. I... It's their like it's it's I agree that it's it's their year to It's to, there to take this year. It has to be this year. I, I agree. Um But I don't know. I still think Arizona State the, the talent is gonna trump anything else in the South. I mean Well USC's got it too, but I, I if if not for the sanctions shit, I would have taken Arizona State. Yeah, I know, State. I know. And if it wasn't for the sanctions, I think I, I definitely, yeah. USC is who it should be. Utah's a smart bet. Arizona State's the fun bet, and I'm UCLA's the wild card. It's fun that it's wide open like that, though. But I guess South is always kind of because these teams keep shaking. Oh wait, Jed Fishbump. <laughs> okay, who's your Pac-12 offensive player of the year? Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it, but I chose Keaton Slovis. Yeah, see, I didn't want to do it, so I chose DTR. I hope so. I hope so. Like. He's got a chance to be the most statistically exciting quarterback in the Pac-12. Um, he, in just five games last year, he threw for over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, ran for three more, 300 rushing. Like, he he should be competing for it. I think Anthony Brown's a bit of a wild card. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be, be a quarterback. Brown. Yeah, I think he definitely could be Anthony Brown. I think he's like, like, like those, if I had to put money on it and I someone like just try to make me a couple bucks – I think I'd put money on Anthony Brown. That's a that I think that's a smart gamble to make. Uh or Charlie Brewer. <laughs> I guess. You know what I want to win OPOY that we never mentioned today? Who? Chip Trainum, Who? my favorite running back in the world. Sick. <laughs> I love Chip Trainum. Raymond Rashad White. Hey, Arizona State's awesome got the duo. Arizona State's got the best running back duo. That's uh, that's for sure. And then Oregon, the the, the top two. Um, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, let me think about this one. Who who do you choose, Rob? Kayvon Thibodeau has played twenty games at Oregon, has twenty three and a half TFLs and twelve sacks. Yeah, and it was from the second he stepped on campus. I remember watching his fucking first game, Auburn, right? Yeah, the Auburn game. It was was unreal. Better question: Was ZTP out for the year? I guess it'd be Drake Jackson, probably. The second. I was gonna say who you put second, and I feel like. Yeah, I feel like second would end up being Drake Jackson just on name. Yeah, I, yes. Coin yes. dang, though. I mean, two years ago, he was just a tackling machine. I feel like it's hard for a Cal. Like, it doesn't matter. This is such a pointless conversa- conversation because, like, as long as Thibodeau stays healthy, he's winning this award. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's not. Um, it's nothing. Yeah. All right. Any guesses for Town of the Week? Uh, Corvallis. Correct. Yes. Of course, it's, it was always going to be Corvallis. I didn't cheat. Can they, I guess the population? Yeah, of course. I got to think this one through. Uh, do I think it's over 100? I'm not sure. Okay, I'll say 112,000. Not even fucking close, pal. What is it? It's 58,856. Oh, man. I thought Corvallis got, hit that 100K. I don't know why. Ah, Corvallis. Do you know what they say about Corvallis? Smallest big city in Oregon. The big, the biggest village on the <laughs> West Coast. 
Um, okay. Oregon State obviously is located in Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, stadium, Research Stadium, opened in 1953 as Parker Stadium, was renamed in 1999 after Alan Pat Reeser, owners of Reeser's Fine Foods. What I don't happened to, really know why. What happened to Parker? I don't know. Just, just probably dead. <laughs> That's Imagine you die and they just change the name of the stadium because you're gone. Why is it named after Research Fine Foods? Now, I will say I read Al is Dead, so like I'm not going to shit on it too much. I just thought that was strange. Um some notable alumni now oregon state has a weird mixture of people that have attended it's either like nfl players and the gary payton and his son <laughs> or uh, i'll just get to it notable alumni Derek anderson tj hushmanzada chad ochocinco johnson uh stephen jackson gary payton gary payton the second and then the two weird ones that were listed, Sarah Jean Underwood, who was a Playboy Playmate, obviously attended, and Kendra Sunderland, who's a porn star. Those were the, like the other names listed. It's the big the big ones. Yeah. Notable people from Corvallis, not that many. Uh we've got Kevin Boss. <laughs> okay, that's a well, that's a big one. Mike Riley, who I mean he, he, he coached them. <laughs> Uh, Randy Couture, that's one of the greatest UFC really? fighters ever. You're a UFC I, fan. Yeah, I'm a big UFC fan. I didn't know Randy Couture was from Corvallis. And Brad Bird, who wrote and directed The Incredibles, the, Incredibles. the Iron Giant, yeah. and Ratatouille. I, Brad Wait, Bird. you actually know who that is? Yeah, Brad Bird, of course. Legend. I don't. I actually don't know if you're serious. The Incredibles. Okay, I'm just going to... I don't know. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Things to do in Corvallis. A lot. <laughs> obviously well i got i got a good alumni the guy who created the church of the flying spaghetti monsters from from uh or, or oregon state oh there perfect what what a group um okay things to do in corvallis corvallis's farms market william l finley wildlife refuge um two town cider house mm. pv Arboretum. I tried to get my brother to teach me that word. Couldn't. He said it's something to do with watching trees. Arboretum? Is it? Arbor. Auditorium? <laughs> Arboretum. Yeah, the tree auditorium. Arboretum. 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 Uh, the Oregon State McDonald Dunn Research Forest. It's the best. Research Forest. Seaslaw National Forest. There's lots of forests there. It's surprising, yeah. Okay. Uh,. The Majestic Theater, though they spelled theater wrong, which I d- thought that was weird. How do they spell um, it? Okay. T H E A T E R. Is that how you spell it in America? Do they spell theater wrong in America too? Because we spell it T R E. Weird. We'll, get the, we'll do a whole episode to get to the bottom of this. Okay. I've saved the best stuff for last. Something called the Conundrum House, which I don't like I want to go to that. Is it the mystery shack? That is. But potentially. It's just a rip off the mystery shack. Or maybe the mystery shack's based on that. I gotta Google it. Okay. Okay. Uh original goat yoga. Goat yoga was invented in Corvallis? Is that what you're telling me? I'm not sure what goat yoga is. Yoga with goats. Uh, Psychic readings by Liliana. 
I see Liliana is the best psychic on the West Coast. I see her all the time. And finally, the only or the truest of the many reasons to go to Corvallis. Segway of Corvallis. Have you been on a Segway? No, I'm not a psycho. I get hurt. Fuck you. Segways are... I've always wanted Segway. Well, go to Corvallis and you can get one. Next week, people, Big 8 talk, but actually the Big 12. Speaking of Segways, the show's over. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.